HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Hi, Judy. Hi, Mike. Glad to see you back. Thank you. <laughs> How's it going over there? You seem a little subdued today. I have pneumonia. Oh, man, but you are a trooper. The show must go on. Yes, the show must go on, and I'm not contagious anymore. It's Oscar Day. Oh. Speaking of the show, must be going oh. on the Academy Awards. No. The Academy Awards? No, it's Oscar the Kitten Day. Oh, Oscar the Kitten. How is Oscar? I understand he just had his own personal. He had his own personal, he, a little side trip on his journey. A little life. side trip. In other words, you emasculated another man. I emasculated a little kitten, and <laughs> we're having a little issue at home now because his former best friend, Mitzi, is not so into him in his neuter state. <laughs> She's hissing at him. Oh, no. They're like the best of friends. And now, I don't know if he smells like other bitches from the vet or what, but it's, it's breaking my heart. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> took his balls away, Judy. But he still loves me. <laughs> Mitzi wants a real man, I guess, an intact man. Far fucking out. All right, it is Oscar Day, though, and I'm thrilled we've got um, Jenny Miller here, our film pundit. Uh, Hi, Jenny. Hi, Thanks Jenny. for coming. Hello. Thanks um, for having me. And we've got uh, the Super Bowl of halftime shows with our friends Boxtopus. <laughs> Our musical guests. Hello. That, All right, how are you doing? And that's uh, <laughs> a genuine British person. <laughs> yeah, that would be Punchy George, and of course um, his his partner Don Von Jovi. Don Von Jovi. I just got to say that you cannot have an unneutered male animal in the home. He will spray all over your wigs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, my, I had one that happened to me. You yeah. cannot have. 
cat semen on your wig. No, it was a very awful. It was an I, awful day. Well, actually, bubble gum or peanut butter gets that out. The wig cleaner got oh, it out, God. and she was not happy about having to touch a, a wig Pe- that my cat had had sex with. Peanut butter, man. No, I because uh, you know my cat Jeepster was was a rescue, and he was he was scared, and he um, started spraying, and it was uh, let's just say it was a catastrophe in D minor. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> There's no smell like that smell. But so okay, so Jenny. I know Mike and I have been a little lame in, in seeing all no, the Oscar No, not picks. lame, because I'm totally cynical of Hollywood. I've, my money's been taken too many fucking times without getting my money's worth, and I'm fucking fed up with it, especially that Spielberg guy. I hear, you know, Lincoln's this wonderful thing, but he's taken my money too many fucking times without delivering. Yeah. Fat James Spader. You know, I mean, I mean Spielberg, the last good movie he made is probably Jaws, but I'm willing to give him Close Encounters. Hmm. Jenny, what did, I mean, I did not see Lincoln. I did not see Les Mis. Um, the only movies that are up for Best Picture that I haven't seen were Amour, because I'm not a masochist, and Life of Pi, because just timing issues. Um, also, it looks awful. Oh, my God. I saw the trailer. It just turned me right off to it. Also, I'm geeky enough to be disappointed that it wasn't a movie about a big mathematician and a number. So. <laughs> I've heard it was amazing. It was wonderful use of 3D. Gorgeous. I just just didn't happen. Were you singing along with Les Mis? No, I actually saw it twice, not because I've ever seen Les Mis on Broadway, but because I have friends that love Les Mis, so um, we watched the screener that I was given and, you know, made a night of it, and I kind of nodded off at one point, and then I brought a friend of mine to a screening, and again, I nodded off a little, but, um, you know, it's very much like an experience. It's a lot of tight close-ups and a lot of cry face and you know and a lot of Anne Hathaway yeah who I fucking hate did they chop a red off no (laughs) the best part of seven when Gwyneth Paltrow's head ends up in the box what's in the box what's in the box don't open the box don't open the box (laughs) open it didn't she die in that last Soderbergh movie too like in the first 15 minutes yes right and it's her fault she was all of Contagion was her fault yeah, well, he's another guy. His his bad movie to good movie ratio is is horrific. It's it's reprehensible. I mean, for a guy who's like a major Hollywood director. So, who, what's your what's your pick for the best film? I mean, emotionally or trying to judge what you know the majority of old white men in the Academy would pick. I think when you said you said it all. I mean, <laughs> okay, so- your your bet and what you would like to see win. Honestly, I I'm not as old white man, so I can't even begin to guess. Like, no, no disrespect meant to my friends who are Oscar Wait, prognosticators I, 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 who do this for a living. Like, I honestly cannot imagine. Um, it could be it, Argo. You know, smarter people than me have pointed out Argo is a very like Hollywood movie. It's very like Hollywood can change the world. So you know that really plays the Academy's concerns. Right. Um, I loved Beast of the <laughs> Southern finger. Wild. Yeah, totally. A little finger. Um, and Zero Dark Thirty was definitely my top pick of the year, period. What about Django? Uh, you know, okay, I, I like saw Django. Django and Zero Dark Thirty. I'll be honest with you, I did not like either of them very much. I um, like Zero Dark Thirty. I'm with you. Yeah, tell me, Punchy, because well, by the way, we're yeah. the old white men in this, in this crowd. <laughs> so, right, I'm not well, an Oscar I'm, I'm a white man, but I'm no, not revealing my Zero age. Dark Thirty, first of all, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, see I, I didn't, I didn't think um, she was a strong enough uh, actor, honestly, to carry the whole movie. I mean, I'm always glad to see a strong feminine hero that's awesome. Uh, no, I thought it was kind of a 
I thought she was kind of blank too. I, I thought I nothing emotionally invested I love in the it. Movie. It was very flat. It's you know it's a pretty it's long exciting. drink of water. It's a pretty long walk for a drink of water. If you know what I'm saying. The last twenty minutes is the payoff, and it's technically it's amazing. I mean, in terms of the, of the quality of craftsmanship and the filmmaking, it's <clears> astonishing. <throat> but the acting is flat. And as far as procedurals go, I by the time the movie was halfway through, I was like, what? Where did they get this? Who the fuck is that? I was completely lost. It was it was more confusing than all the president's men. You know. I, I got a little lost, but I was so into it. Like, sometimes I just get all in, and I'm like, fuck yeah, all right, I'm going to go with you wherever you take me. That's how I felt. You know, I don't need to be spoon-fed, and I, but it was the ending of the movie is really where it was at, and yeah, I thought she was flat. And Django, which is just, it's so derivative, you know, it's another sort of homage to a genre. Um, I mean, can't the guy write some of his own music? Can he hire someone to write a fucking movie score, an original score, or does he have to go, like, pong to his record collection? Which, incidentally, is the same record collection I have. It's all music from other movies. I'm getting a little tired of it. What did you think of Django? I um, actually saw Django twice, and I really... Like, the first time I saw it, like I said, I was all in. I was like, yes, let's do it. I'm into it. Um, And the second time I wasn't necessarily as bowled over but I still enjoyed it I you know would be interested to see what was left on the cutting room floor Carrie Washington nothing apparently the movie no, was like nine hours fucking no long. there's there's more I'm sure and Carrie Washington was her part was whittled down to nothing you know nothing. I I think uh, I don't know I enjoyed it technically I don't know if it's a masterpiece but I like Don Johnson's look in that movie the only <laughs> yeah, I like when the horse danced at the end he made the horse dance yes I want a dancing horse I want a horse named Fritz that you know, fuck Django. What should have been unchained is the editor who could have cut that movie down to a manageable hour and 45 minutes. But that's the thing now. Nobody wants to cut their damn movies down. You know, like, uh, what was it? The the uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm so sorry. I used to love him, but he just does these awful roles now. Like, Lincoln, I just, he's so serious. He was but so Lincoln great in my left foot. great because James Spader <laughs> to every donut shop, burger joint, and, and dive James bar Spada. in Los Angeles James for Spada, a year preparing for that role. <laughs> he is obese. I do like when the stars fatten up. I, like, my favorite Baldwin brother is the crack smoking fatty. Yeah. By far. I like a little chubby. I like when the stars fatten up. It's like when the stars converge and then fatten up, we will know it is time. Um, who are the who are the okay the best actress nominees? We've got the oldest lady, the woman from Amour, right? Emmanuel Riva, Riva, the youngster, little baby Q. Oh my God, she's so cute. Was that was she amazing in that? She okay. See, here's the thing with Beast is like. Personally, emotionally, I can't really be logical about this movie. It touched me very deeply. Um, there's uh, a lot of things that that touch me about, you know, the father. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. Anyway, um, so I saw her as like this amazing kind of kid coming of age, being like a badass little warrior princess. Was she as good as Tatum and Paper Moon? Um, yes, she's cuter. She's like amazing. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that say it was like a Hallmark card. It's poverty porn, blah, blah, blah. And I just, I didn't see it that way. I thought it was uh, an amazing movie. Oh, what do we think about giving kids awards in, in general? I mean, who have no real career, no real experience. You know, I mean, I mean, they're kids. They're, they're kids. And I'm not, I'm not saying it's not a great performance, but, you know, we're really, where is that at relative to like a veteran actor really turning it on? I mean... You could definitely make the argument that uh, it's not 
it, it's better to honor actors who have a lot of training. Of course, Emmanuel Rivas, you know, a, a wonderful, strong actress who has a body of work behind her. Um, but that's what Lifetime Achievement Awards are for, right? right. I mean, you know, if somebody blows everyone away, it doesn't really matter. Okay, if spe- never- speaking of Lifetime yeah. Achievement Awards, what was that? What was that thing they that bauble they gave to Jodie Foster? What was that? The Golden Globes. See, I, I hate award shows, so this is sort of like <laughs> on my periphery. Well, Golden Globes is just the Hollywood is like the foreign people reporters who get mad junket loot. Like, but look at Jodie Foster. I guess she's Hollywood royalty at some point, but you know, but look at her. Output. She has so made so many bad movies relative to the few good ones she's made. Taxi Driver was a long time ago. Speaking of child actors, and since then she's made a lot of really forgettable thrillers. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, as a director, she hasn't really distinguished herself. She makes a couple good things here and there, but a filmography that's got thirty pictures. Probably there are five that are even watchable or memorable. I haven't seen the Beaver movie yet. Yeah, but. I haven't either. <laughs> but she is close okay. personal friends with Mel, so I, I think that counts against her. I don't even understand that. Now he that, hates that gay crazy people. fucker makes good movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say what that's that, that, that motherfucker. Apocalypto. Apocalypto rocks. Okay, yeah. how did that even get made? That is like Cecil B. DeMille, like holy <laughs> shitland. Okay, five thousand minds. The thing's not even in fucking English. How does that even get? It's awesome, right? I want one of those jade nose things. <laughs> I, I know. Some Someone who can hook you up. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Oh, well, I think we're going to hear. Don um, Von. <laughs> we're going to hear from Don Bon Jovi and Punchy George in about a minute. Like, what are you guys? The Boxtopus. Yeah, with Boxtopus. What are you going to play for us? Well, if I can get my eyes off this delicious-looking pork chop, that the <laughs> gentleman right outside the booth is eating. <laughs> we do have the best view in the we're house. We're going to do a couple of our big hits. Okay. Rock. This is good. This is the, the, the our version of what the Academy would call a production number. Okay, great. All right, bring on the razzle dazzle. Right, I'm going to turn on my boob. <laughs> I can complain more about Jodie Foster while you guys uh, get ready. Well, you know, she didn't win the Oscar when she was a child, and then she had a good career, but look at look at Tatum O'Neill. Wait, what's the one? Look what happened to her. They the Walt Disney Oscar. movie? You know, I kind of want to refer more to that incomprehensible speech that everybody was going gaga for. What a fucking mess. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I was thrown out of NYU for less. <laughs> I love having musicians in the studio. <laughs> I know, I'm all looked up. I go. All right. I wish everyone could see the the um, mounted amp. This is this isn't even the smallest protector. place they've ever played. <laughs> all right, here we go. Box the bus. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Yeah. 
rock and roll. I like music. Yeah. Octopus Kenya. That was great. All right. All right. Next stop. We're going to hear from them later in the show. You know, Don Von Jovi, you remind me of an old friend of mine. <laughs> Who you, would that be? You, you know my friend Lynn Vaughn used to sing in uh, this band, The Willies, and she had this great band, The Trick Babies, yeah, for a while. Yeah, she, she's a distant cousin. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I hear <laughs> it. You know, in fact, we're going to take a break, and I think I got, uh, got a song by The Willies queued up there, uh, Joe the Punk Rocker. Got The Willies for us. Let's take a quick break. Let's uh, hear a song from our old friends, uh, The Willies, and it's the Mike and Judy Show here on the Heritage Radio Network. We'll be back in a minute. Top of the ground, the grids of rock. Inside of the earth, it's all bubbling hot. Shaking everything out. Hot lava inside. Well, it's a genuine earthquake. That cousin of yours sure can sing, Don. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it runns in the family. So, Judy, how come you and I aren't hosting the Oscars this year? I mean, maybe now that I've ragged on Harvey Weinstein's boy, you know, (laughs) that uh, that horse has left the stable. Look at that. Well, first, okay, I am not really sure how they've been picking them lately. I thought um, (coughs) Anne and James were a nightmare. That was horrible. She was so ninth grade I want to be the star of every single play and he was just high or something he yeah, was just boring he was totally high yeah I, I don't watch Wrong. these things but that was the word on the street that was amateur hour and a really bad choice and uh, I don't know some sort of nod to young hipsters and NYU students I don't know it was painful but during our break we we almost had like we almost all came to blows over Seth MacFarlane <laughs> I am anti-Seth MacFarlane Don 
I think he's a great entertainer. I, I think you're a little man. gay for Seth. I do. I Possibly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not a Family Guy uh, guy, but I love Ted. I thought it was a, a, like shockingly yes. funny. I was like really, really pleasantly surprised. You know, and again, it just speaks to like I pay eleven fifty or thirteen dollars or whatever the fuck it costs over at the Googleplex in my neighborhood to see a movie. I expect the minimum like thirteen dollars worth of entertainment. I expect a comedy to be funny, a romantic a comedy to be funny and romantic, a horror movie to be scary. Jenny and I were talking about this before we came on. Mm-hmm. How come no one can make a good horror movie anymore? The scariest thing I've seen is American Horror Story, you know, uh, season two on television, which kicks ass over any horror movie I've seen you know in what? years. I just saw that scared <laughs> the poop out of me was Dark Skies, and I don't understand what happened because. I was reviewing it. It was not screened for critics. So some friends of I and I went, who also read about movies. We went to go see it. It was this whole Michigas, like the file was corrupted. We were at the midnight movie. It was ridiculous. So I, I ended up having to go the next day, and I was expecting just a shit show because that's what happens when you the file hide, is corrupted. Yeah, when you hide a movie, and it was really scary. Another one, Sinister. Oh, I thought well, it was very well, scary. I was going to say that. I'm watching it now. Oh. It, Wait a minute, you're watching it now. What the well, fuck does no, that even mean? <laughs> you're right well, here. No, no you're not right, right now. Here, well, punchy George. Right. Punchy. You've heard of cyborgs, yes? <laughs> oh, no. No, anyway, at home, on my DVD. I'm in the middle of it, and that it must is be frightening. A, is, is Sinister out on DVD, or do you yes. have a bootleg? Co- oh, okay, good. It is. I didn't no, want to have to call yeah. the police. It's really on scary. You. Uh, I... They can't catch me. <laughs> when, I, when I went to the movie theater this week to see Amour, which was like, just open a vein and kill me, the, the most awful thing happened. I wanted to see people, I wanted to listen to people talk French for a couple hours. I thought it'd be fun. So I bought a croissant to snack on during, <laughs> during the film. And the kid went through my bag, took my croissant, and made me check it. What? To check what? your croissant. Snay pas acceptable. That's ridiculous. I had a half a playing card and the other half was clothed into my croissant in a small pre- no, round. No, what do you say to some? And so when you some came out, it was all oily. The paper. Yeah. I hate that. I but hate what, that. But what do you say to the kid in the movie theater who wants to go through your bag? Like, get the fuck away from me, you little twerp. I do go uh, to some retard. Get away from me. Yeah, I go to some like screenings where they have they ha- go through our bags. Um, make sure we don't have any recording devices because, of course, if you're in a movie theater full of cranky movie lovers and critics, they're not going to be like, turn your fucking phone off if you're right. suddenly recording it. Mm. And um, it's just, it's crap. I went up to see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, reboot. In 3D. Right, right, in Boo. 3D. It was terrible. It's unfucking believably bad. So and bad. I know, I know, maybe you're not shocked that the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre is bad, but honestly, the first one was made with no money and no technology, and it rocked balls, right? And yeah, it was Texas. It was Woo! awesome. So, given the fact that we have the benefit of 30 years of horror movies, you know, that we have you know, behind us to learn from. Oh. How do you turn in a bad movie? It was all a Shonda. The people want? It was a Shonda. It was a Shonda. You should not know from it. I love, I love Jenny. She's just already used more Yiddish on the show than anybody. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I think she wins <laughs> yeah. for the most Yiddish. Yeah, Michigan being my favorite word, by the way. Uh, but, but all I want in yeah. 3D is I want blood and I want flying chainsaws. Yeah, that's it. How do you fuck that up? They, like, threw one chainsaw at you, and we're like, all right, we're done. But let me tell you, I went to see it up at Times Square, and you getting busted for your croissant up at the Times Square, you know, <laughs> people were bringing in pizzas, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, Well, that's the way six it should packs. be. You should be able to bring in a little... Like bread and cheese and wine. When he... Exactly for a fine price. Well, it was more like Boone's Farm and, you know, and some cheap right, weed some. up at, up at <laughs> Times Square Theater, but yeah, man. 
Whatever floats your boat. Suspicious stains on the seats. I know all these theaters. I've been there. Peanut butter. But this was in the new <laughs> Williamsburg cinema, which is very nice. But I will be hiding but the local the gendarme put, a little better. Put the pinch on your croissant. Yeah. yeah. You have to hide that behind, like, under your lady, uh, like, tampons or right. pads or whatever. You just <laughs> shove it under there. Tampons. And then they're too embarrassed to look. And you're like, I what? Need to, I need to keep an empty box in my purse. Yeah. I'm like, you want to go through my purse? Good luck, it's like, dude. It's like the streetest defense <laughs> initiative. You know, it's like Star Wars, you know? Except it's a tampon box. That would work, too. Sorry, that was a new moment. But the guy, yeah, you, you didn't like him more. Now, that's the guy that directed uh, Funny funny Games, right? Yes. Boy, I hate that. It's uh, it's a torture it, movie. It, I can't dig it. It's not he, funny. Did he direct it twice? Yes. Two? Shot for shot. That was him. Yeah, really, because he didn't inflict enough pain the first time. The guy's a fucking sadist. It, it's, you know, I, you know, I'm not against seeing, like, violence or, you know, or even torture in context. I mean, Reservoir Dogs, great movie. I could watch it. But Funny Games, ten minutes into it, I'm like, fuck this. It's not funny. It's torture for torture's sake. And I don't get off on seeing other people hurt. Except I mean, in context. <laughs> that was actually based on, on a true story, Funny Games. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's just I mean, awful. That really I, happened. That shit really happened. <laughs> I can understand what he's trying to say as far as, you know, we're culpable as audiences to want to watch this and so naughty and bad, but, you know, I and he's technically excellent, so on and so forth, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. You know, that doesn't well, it's mean... every Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. You're culpable, <laughs> but. But I think those topics have been pretty well addressed, say, like Rollerball. <laughs> you, you know, and... Um, you know, yeah, okay, great. As an audience, we're culpable because we like violence. Well, fuck yeah. But that doesn't free him from the responsibility of making an entertaining movie. And I guess we go to movies for all sorts of different reasons, and they'll all have to be like, you know, popcorn entertainment movies, not like a serious picture. But you got to be some kind of fucking sicko to sit there and enjoy that. Well, I mean, there's movies as catharsis, movies as, you know, a sort of group experience. I think, you know, uh... A more sort of shows you the horror of real life and death yeah. and so on and so forth. Which is coming for us soon enough. I know. <laughs> so I personally right. made the decision not to see it. And, you know, whatever, however that reflects on me personally, I'm fine with. I just don't <laughs> want to. I think we're going to, we're getting ready. Oh, we're almost out of time. We've Once again, the fastest 30 minutes on the internet. So you having an Oscar party at your house tonight? Yes, with me and three kittens. Yay! I'm, I'm going to... Um, You're going to celebrate the Oscars... Oscars deballing by watching the red carpet. You should get him some nudicles. Oh no! <laughs> he doesn't need fakes. You guys got another song for us? Yeah. The box yeah. You, you guys got, got set up, but I just want to say my final word on the Academy Awards. I'm looking at this list of best pictures since 1927, and you know what's wrong with this list? Spinal Tap's not on it. Jacuzzi. You see, this is what's wrong with the entire system. Okay, I hold it up as evidence of a flawed, corrupt system. So if they ask you to host, you will decline. I guess I think that ship has sailed, Judy. I don't think my name. Me and Punchy George are going to have to do it. <laughs> All right, before you get on Box to Bus, where can we find you? You got a gig coming up? Yeah, we'll be at the Grand Victory on Wednesday, March 13th with the Cut Up Cold. All right, check your croissants right. at the door. It's been uh, the Mike and Judy Show here on the Heritage Radio Network. It's here for Box to Bus, and we'll see you next week. One, two, three, four. One, two. <laughs> Chinese hand red doesn't have man boots. Chinese hand red doesn't have man boots.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.